0: We're definitely taking a direct route down how much am I willing to avoid exercising today lane, because when I want to avoid exercising, I do things like put on Wonder Woman 1984, which is currently about three-fourths done in the background, though I've seen none of it yet. I just know where we are in the movie, because I've seen the movie once, and this movie's so terrible, it makes an imprint on your mind like, like a Rorschach test, that you have to just interpret the fucking horror of it, how it ever even got to this point, but... <clears throat> With that in the background, why did I sign on to talk right now? Was I going to talk about the South Park guys again? I don't think so. I mean, should we call them the Orgasmo guys? Isn't that more fun? I, I think of them as the Orgasmo guys when they're around each other. I imagine that's the sort of fucking interaction they have daily. South Park has become such a an omnibus of production that there's just... There's, there's nothing there to do but be the said top-of-the-mountain influencers, right? You're like Zeus and fucking Aphrodite up there going, this is what we think, and people go, yes, gods, we will make that happen. But orgasmo? I mean, that's you two on the fucking back lot, doing your thing, having fun, being stupid silly like it's meant to be. Ah, <sighs> I don't think that's why I signed on. I felt like I had something to say besides that 1984 Wonder Woman movie as a piece of trash. Um, hmm. Let me think for a second. Pause. Okay, I kind of remember. Well, no, I made up a different reason to get on that's just as valuable because this is something else I've been meaning to talk about. So maybe during this part of the show, this isn't a show, this is just me fucking masturbating mentally into a microphone of serious non-consequence. But as that process goes on and I take more and more dabs, sometimes I find things that I say that I want to have said. But mostly I find I started to say something then forgot to finish it, so I have all these thoughts that I've dropped. Like what you have to put up with if you're going to listen to the stupid shit that I have to say. Which is dumb, by the way. You shouldn't be listening. One... Should be rather obvious, and that is drugs. I do like to do dabs, which are the marijuana concentrated equivalent of 15 bong hits at once. I like to do those, and um, I like to do lots of them. So they will influence most of what I'm online talking about. That's intentional and always available. So if that is disruptive in your universe, you need to go find something else to do because I am not going to compromise in that capacity. Just like swearing. And I don't swear like, hey motherfucker, what's the fuck going on with this son of a bitch motherfucking shit? Very often. But I'll maybe do that at some point. I'm liable to say motherfucker or fuck or this. I even threw out a statement that was so egregiously wrong, I should probably correct it. But it goes back to a conversation I don't even want to re- revisit. But sometimes I'll use the word fucking when I certainly mean anything except the coital act of fucking. So never, ever take that to mean literally fucking. Unless I'm pointing out the awkwardness around the rest of it, then it's probably about coital fucking. But that should be clear, and when it's not clear, it's never that. Um, and then, lastly, there was something else. Oh, yeah. So after a plateau, a comfortable plateau, by the way, of listenership that I thought, okay, that's enough people listening. That's still an obligation beyond the pale, but that's enough. I'm glad it's subsiding. It's starting to take off again. Which I'm saying is because on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of this particular holiday weekend, and frankly, throw Saturday and Sunday in too, especially if the weather's bad or your football team has fucking any relevance at this point in the season, then you are likely to be sitting around disappointed, going, uh, the weather outside is frightful. And my choices of podcasts are even more frightful. So I'm gonna listen to this. It's all my fault, guy, because at least he won't try to blame me. Is probably why you're here. And not for the singing, I'm saying like your pathetic life of Football's not even interesting, so I'm going to look for a podcast so I don't have to listen to my dad talk to me on my left. Has turned into this. Well, how much of that is really my fault? Especially if you don't get value in the next 60 to 300 seconds? Stop button, baby. That's your fault if you go further than that, right? So, I'm not here to assign blame. There's enough of that shit going around. In fact, I'm here to do the opposite. I'm here to forgive everything, even those who have transgressed against me, whether they be named Jebediah or Johaba or Jabba. They don't even have to be a hut. I still forgive them. And I forgive them because I have nothing else to do. I don't really have a revenge bone to pick with anyone. I mean, okay, yeah, if you murder my entire family and do a Django Unchained thing, you know? But I'm a white, middle-class American male. How much grievance do you think I really have? Exactly. So, with these mild appropriations about my life in a way that... Um, oh, yeah, this is the bedroom scene with uh, Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor. Because if you're going to make a movie that's a piss-poor version of Wonder Woman, you should at least have this scene in it, right? Right? America. Um did I have anything relevant left to say, except how uh unexceptional I've been feeling in the month of November? I'll get my shit together. I know that time is winding down in terms of at least the elements of my life plan I knew were in play. Now that the ones that are rocketing forward are rocketing toward an unknown trajectory, well hey, At least this is a movie I haven't seen before. (laughs) Unlike, yeah, alright, I'll stop saying it. Alright, 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 alright. I had forgotten that I hadn't brought this one up. And I offhandedly remarked in an earlier episode, maybe four episodes ago, that my dream state had not brought me support here. And that's not what I meant. And since I try to say what I mean... That little misstatement has irked me enough that I'm revisiting it to say here's what I actually meant. When <clears throat> when I find myself in in true moral challenges, not like everyday morality, but the consequences of the interactions you may have to let go of. Well, I actually do try to get my dreams to chime in and tell me what they think. I do this because if I don't, then my ability to um, to maintain tranquility diminishes. I'm not, hmm, I'll say this, my dreams until about two years ago were perhaps my number one guiding force. And since then, have been noticeably closed off. Not that I don't still have great dreams. I do. In fact, I can get lost in a three-day weekend just sleeping one off because, holy shit, do I have great dreams to keep going back into and into and into. But that said... The wisdom that I was gaining in my dreams is nowhere near as frequent. It does occasionally rise its head, but I'm not calling it out like I used to be able to. Which is another reason I think my life plan... The thing about my life plan, I I don't know how many people have actually seen the board, but when you see it, it looks like something out of Tron, right? It's all neon lights and shit. But when you see it, You understand what the variance in light means, both in the energy reverberation that it presents and the person involved or people involved. So I don't know how to say this, but when you see your life plan, your whole fucking life makes sense all at once because you're seeing it all at once. So whatever's going to happen, both karmically up and down or, you know, bridges crossed and then recrossed and readvantaged, all that shit is there to be seen and it all makes sense. And if you see just a little bit of your life plan, like I did seeing this 27 month gap. Well, you can see the entire plan in play. And the thing about the end of the plan is it's nothing but a big huge white light. And it's always been there. But now it's 27 now it's 11 months away right i mean not right fuck let's hope not because it's it's where all paths um what it's the destination of everything whatever my life plan has within it all goes to that white light and it and it stops being something of which there are cross events It's just like all lights terminate right there. And I've always seen that part of my existence. I visit the room all the time. But I'm usually in a room where I don't have my own access to my life plan. But the one or two times I've seen my own life plan, the one very specific memory I brought back was this period of time. And all of it is falling into place. Including reconciling with my sister. And watching my parents separate off into islands of their own. I mean... The... The ways that karma had to level out for me to essentially be back to ground zero. Well, that's what had to happen for my life plan to exit harmoniously and i honestly don't know there is there's life plan past the white light you just can't see it it's not available it's not you and and when you look into the white light look all the colors converge at once and it just turns into brilliance it's almost like it's not even white it's more like diamondy it's like sparkly light and that's why i've always thought well, whatever that is, you've got to believe it's good. Look at the brilliance of the light. It's unlike anything else in the room, but it's constantly available to be perceived. You just have to zero out a life plan to look at it. So, <laughs> I know I've been off in la-la land as I discuss the things that my dreams give me. For most people, this is all lunacy. I get it. But if you connect with this, then you know what I'm talking about. You've been in the room there. You know the same layout I can see myself. You can see all through the structure. You can see everything. But when you see your life plan in action, you know what you're glimpsing. It all makes sense. And then it goes away as soon as you wake up, which is all the better, but whatever. So, the the reasons that I lay out why I fear... I thought, I thought it was possible that the, the conflict that was going to occur was going to occur between my sister and myself. What that would have meant, however, is that we would have been in some sort of parallel, detached track for another long period of time, 17 years, say, and then have crossed paths enough to detach forever to then disappear into the light. (laughs) Or she could be the cross-parallel path that has been sitting out there in detached mode that is the reconciliation. Oh, she's the reconciliation. So that means the reconciliation's already happened. That means the (coughs) cross-node is over here. That means that the cross-node is in the Richard Dawson (coughs) line saying, Ha! Right? No. That was like a dolly painting, the way I ended that one. But my point is, if my sister is in fact the ally of Parallel, which she has been her whole life, you just got to have your sensibility twisted so left-handedly that you're unable to see your own influences directly in your orbit as you speak. To hand that influential orbit over to, a, to an interloper of unknown origin, in fact, filled with all the question marks that leave you not trusting them, well, a little bit of that might be your fault. Yeah, that could be somewhere where you fucked up. But even so, could I just be the mentally, uh, mm, could the CIA be at this level? Maybe. Could some like Stanford infiltrated team who saw my substandard application to their university and thought, this guy thinks he should go to Stanford? Well, if that's what he thinks of himself, I'll bet we can trip him into massive delusion. So can we get his address and phone number? We'd like to send an agent his way. Say that group came after me just to teach me a lesson of comeuppance that I had coming? Okay. Okay. That level of distortion in my head is possible. So is any other level of distortion in my head. But when you get right down to it, when you learn the things I've learned in my dreams, when you've come to the level of cross-reference of actuality that your dreams foretell, when you become somebody who starts to energetically reverberate with another person so greatly that all of your disconnects that are occurring from the major fabric of reality in the matrix here are with that person? Do you not think something's trying to get your attention? So... I only share this shit because this is what I'm going through. This is my reality as it sits today in as direct an observable line of analysis as I can give it. I don't fall for the mistrust of a line of reasoning that has no grounding. I immerse myself in that which has the potential to unlock the emotional availability of the universe. As I'm doing this, I'm documenting the ride. Admittedly, awkwardly, okay? Admittedly. I mean, okay, Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You is maybe the greatest recording of all time. But that is not a song to share with other people ever, right? Okay, um, hey universe, what's up? Um, I want to be clear that, uh, I'm walking a fine line of feeling uh, that I am using the intellectual genius of another comedic force of reckoning in this universe known as Parker and Stone, uh, to uh, somehow uh, inflate the uh, value of connection and content delivered in this uh, diatribe of soliloquy inference that I call a ruination project of my own character, Ruination. Ruination. It's all my fault. Um, Okay, yeah. But I have been positively influenced by some people of this universe almost from the time they came on the scene to today or from the time I learned of them throughout life. I'll give two very specific examples here. Dave Chappelle entered the scene and immediately became a force of admiration and has never since been anything but. He wasn't always in my life, but has never been anything but an A plus existence of camaraderie within my life. Do I know Dave Chappelle at all? No. Has he influenced my life greatly? Yes. As greatly as this guy, Steve Martin, who I got a wild and crazy guy as a record album when I was seven? Probably because Steve Martin's not Dave Chappelle level genius. So what Dave Chappelle leaves in his wake is the sort of awestruck audience of "Holy fuck, that guy is (laughs) is unparalleled." Nobody is doing what that guy is doing. He's a unique and substantially unique existence in both the intellectual and comedic communities simultaneously. Ra ra Dave Chappelle especially at a time when comedy was... Well, comedy had balls then. I shouldn't say that. The Chappelle show was perhaps the biggest balls maneuver of all, but still, there was bite to comedy then. That's now non-existent. Well, not non-existent, but severely uh, retarded. And not in a dim-cap sensibility, but in a pushed back and tethered in and literally restrained from growing retardation capacity just to be clear um which is why the Loch Ness Monster ending is somewhat uh gratuitous on my part I wasn't targeting it at all it just flowed out in the last 10 seconds in a way that I'm like fuck I love that episode bam so am I trying to steal anything off South Park no never Never would I even think of that as theft. It's always attribution at the highest level of respect. The idea that you can make something so funny in my head that I'm using it 20 years later as a reference to how fucking genius I think you are will always be something I hope we all see as a level of attribution and respect because that's all it should be. And that's another reason capitalist societies infiltrate your existence because you start thinking of things in columns of digital numbers that don't actually exist to matter or give reference to anything in the eternity of the universe but if you're going to make them the most valuable part of what you're pursuing here on your episode of 8675309 Earth well you're going to look back with some serious regret because you're going to miss out on a whole bunch of shit that you shouldn't have been counting those columns about but I digress I just want to make sure that there's no insinuation here that you would ever, ever, ever want to conflate my feeble attempt at giving a witness statement of some level of confession with the comedic genius that is Matt Parker and Trey Stone. Wait, are they the guys that did Beavis and Butthead? Uh, Whoever they are, I kind of like them. But... They should do another one of those Bible movies. Did they do the Bible movie with the with the Mormons? That's still the Bible, right? Yeah. Just kidding. I have nothing but the highest respect for Trey Parker and Matt Stone. I would never want to, in any way, pretend that I didn't know exactly who they are and how much they've given the universe in terms of a sounding board in which to feel awkward yet... Not so awkward you couldn't at least still fit into the making fun part of this universe. So, way to go, guys. Seriously, way to go. Okay, let's, uh, hello, universe. It's, uh, it's the afternoon. Almost two here on the 24th of November, which is a Friday. Meaning a week from today will be the first of December. And uh, yeah, yeah, meaning what, uh, four weeks from today will be the 22nd of December, which means that Monday will be Christmas. So we're four weeks and change from Christmas. Call it 30 days. Um, you could call it 31. I mean, you are a literalist. But where we are in the calendar... Makes me wonder is my curse about to be lifted or is this the year it doubles down or quintuples down or what centitupally what's a hundred times worse if you came to earth in a scenario which you're childless you are um, somewhere between 30 and 60, mostly. There are outliers on both sides. And the outliers on both sides are significant, they know. Um, But if you're in that group and you are also non-committed, not meaning that you're not with somebody, but you aren't, You aren't bound, well, you could have found your soulmate, so I guess that's different. Fuck, I don't know. Having bounced into and out of various relationships, I'm not sure what status your current um, attachment level could be, but unattached is most likely. And you're also somebody who's peppered with a dream life that you can't help but take seriously. Those are all elements of somebody who's here as a witness or as a <clears throat> as a tabulator as a documenter as a person of uh, of experience that you're here to witness something I don't know how else to put it and to um be a voice of what happened. That is also something that you can feel you're about to be relieved of. You can sense that your time here is finishing. And you also sense that something important is about to happen that you'll participate in. Um... These are fucking weird things to say. I'm not I'm not I'm just as happy to talk about Richard Dawkins or even Gilgans Island. I mean, I'm not just as happy because Richard Dawkins is a slime ball and Gilligan's Island is TV for the fetid minded, but I'll go there with more comfort than I go here. And when you when you reek of the rotten fens. While well, your mind is displaced. Inexorably anyhow. So what difference does any chatter of the 21st century even make? So there's that group. Right? But. The. The star seeds are here. Frankly if you're a star seed you should know it. It's pretty much that simple. Now. That doesn't make what's happening here fucking easy. In fact, I think it makes it the hardest possible. I think the reason you're here is because you can endure that which will challenge you the most. And I think you're expected to fulfill that role with the grace and dignity that you brought to achieve your role as a witness. The simplest role possible. But a vital role in the amalgamation of experience the universe is acquiring. So, even though you'll satisfy your obligation by default, you really don't have to do anything but exist. You still have to exist in a way that you leave nothing behind. That's the biggest variable in play. And the system is set up to force that. You can't not do that. You could die, but that has to be of your own hand or of your own doing. So, again... There are very few exit plans that exist here because there's really nothing to fulfill other than maintaining. Which makes knowing that you're here for the purpose of it somewhat challenging to realize. And I honestly didn't achieve a level of sophistication regarding my reality state until I had gotten there in my dream state. Which is why I tell everyone who's ever listening to anything about how to find that third eye opening or whatever, ask for it in your dreams. In your dreams, your entire mental agility is available. Whereas immediately upon waking up, you start locking it down. So if you want to open up what reality has to offer you, you have got to be getting those offers times a thousand in your dreams. And all you have to do is is start to ask for it to happen so that you can unlock your own doors, whatever they are. Don't join the CIA. Bingo, got it. Um, So, these witnesses, the collection of us, I believe will be herded in very geographically uh, clustered um, separations. I don't know how many North Americans survive, but I do, I do know this is one place survivors will be clustered. And I don't think anything other than the high country makes it. Which is why I've always thought, if anything, maybe I end up you know, in Summit County or somewhere like that before the occurrence actually goes down. But I don't know that that's even necessarily the place to be. I'm not sure that the mountains aren't the Great washing. It is, oh God, the imagery that you get when you look into this. It's chaos at the highest level, that's for sure. So I think in some ways, the way to avoid the chaos is to be where the washout will then not be uh, anything less um, uh, (sighs) uh, to survive, but survivable. Whereas I think the obliteration is destined for certain basins and even risen zones. For instance, I think one of the places you'll want to be for all of this is Hawaii. <laughs> I think Hawaii ends up uh, taking on nothing. And I don't know why. It's in the middle of where you would think everything would go wrong. But I believe Hawaii will survive. One of, I mean, it's just... It's all. It's from all the the sort of rhythm that was coming at me from uh, that Maui stuff. I'm, again, I'm talking about this because here, here's another thing: if if we're not willing to start speaking about the signals we're receiving, then I think we're failing our role of witnesses of of a specific perception. We're here because our perception is going to give. The event, the proper framing in which to it, anyone who wasn't here to interpret it from afar. I'm not saying we're the reporters, but we're the recorders. Someone has to write history accurately. The star seeds are here to make sure that happens. So, again, if you've been learning everything you can about both the current, the future, and the past as humanity has taken it in, and if your biggest hiccups on this planet, are all the lies we've been told about where we've come from. Again, these are signs that you're probably in the club. And not having kids is critical. I just want to make that clear. Kids are instant karma. If you have kids, you're here for some other reason. Not because you're a starseed. Well, I'm not saying you don't have past lives and other... In <clears throat> other incarnations, that would involve being realized as something other than a ape on eight six seven five three zero nine Earth. You do, all of us do. But you could also be caught here for ten thousand cycles and about to be caught for another ten thousand. If you have kids, it's a completely different situation. I don't know that you want to go to the light. I'm. Unsure that that's not the trap. So be careful what you choose when you leave. This is the most important choice you'll make. I think in some ways some of the star seeds are here to free those trapped in the 10,000 cycle. It's not fair that they got locked in like this. It's just a coincidence of what Earth goes through. But you can get stuck here. Of course you can. You can get stuck in the queue waiting for an opportunity to remanifest, because the manifest souls versus the manifest opportunities are about to go 100 to 1. So the queue, real as it is, timeless though it may be, exists, and trapped in it you can be for a long time. Alright, is that enough nuttiness for today? Probably. Um, If you are on a one-sheet tender, then I think compelled to do things right now you are. If you're not listening to that voice, I think you are in uh, danger of slipping into the 10,000 cycle trap yourself. I think one of the challenges that it took to come here as a witness was that you would fulfill who you truly are in the process of getting to that final point. I feel like I am rising in all of those vectors simultaneously. So if you don't feel any of that onswell, I think you should go looking for it. And you don't have to look anywhere outside yourself. If you're not being true to yourself at this point, you have very little time to fucking correct. So, another reason why uh, I am so... Oh, so, so comfortable. Discussing, talking, processing, working through, being whatever level of exposed I need to be regarding who I am and what I've done. Because all of it is forgivable. All of it is guilt you can release from yourself. All of it is motivation to be a better person. All of it gives you a springboard from which to grow karmically. But you have to come around to who you are and love yourself for both all the greatness you offer, and the faults you bring with it. If you're not stable enough with your own self-love, well, maybe another 10,000 cycles are necessary so you can truly find out how to be okay with who you are. Who you are is here for a reason, and that reason doesn't necessarily have to be pretty. But it has to have purpose. So, if you don't think you're living with purpose, well, I mean, I don't know if watching Scooby-Doo cartoons is going to do it, but looking somewhere inside yourself probably will. Listen to whatever voice is currently trying to say something to you that you just keep ignoring. Find a way to immerse yourself in a challenging circumstance so that some level of who you are rises up and says, hey, did you know I exist? And you say, yeah, but didn't know you had this much spring in your step. Get over here and do some fucking life working for me. Whatever it takes to discover parts of yourself that you're currently closing off, get up and get going. What are you waiting for? How much time do you think you have? When do you think will be a better opportunity than right now? I've lived my life that way. And I don't know whether. Of A better way to think of why you're here, but to discover that about yourself, which over time creates a loving embrace of who you are. That's the manifest purpose of your destiny, is to be able to say, I love myself entirely, thoroughly, and without inhibition, across everything that I am. And if you're not challenging yourself to find yourself with the resolve to be that way, to be that committed to who you are, that you know you wouldn't change anything about what you've done because what you've done is exactly what you would do if you had the chance to do it over again. If you don't have that level of zen in your life, I feel for you. And maybe life's too complex. Maybe you have over-exaggerated your ability to deal with shit. I did. No question. I found myself dealing with way too much shit that just didn't matter. What size is your television? I didn't know that was even a question of concern. Um, Size enough that I can see it? Is that the answer we all gave? No. Well, whatever size your television is matters so much in the grand scheme of things that Right now, you should go devote some time thinking about it. You are, in America, given so many opportunities to think about stuff that just doesn't matter. And falling forward is easy. Falling forward is seductive. Falling forward is almost impossible to avoid. But realizing you've fallen for something and getting yourself backed out of it Is about all you can ask of your soul as it's being pulled into as many infernos as you're willing to let it see. And if you're of a high character, well, you're probably looking at more than you thought were ever going to be available to witness. But all that coming together, all that opportunity to grow at once, what the fuck do you think Earth is for? Earth doesn't take novice souls and turn them into tyros. Earth takes seasoned, committed life force, challenges it at the highest level, spits at it, throws darts at it, pops all possible balloons it could be inflating, and then scurries off into the dark to terrorize you to just do it all over again. And once you come out the other side of that, you find yourself having grown significantly. You can even do it in one lifetime if you're aware enough to pay attention to what's going on. Or you can take 10,000 cycles and fucking knuckle your head your way through the whole thing. Trust me. I mean, we've all fallen for that at some point in our eternity, haven't we? I know I have.